Going to the moon was an amazing, amazing feat. It was one, got a slide on that, Chief. There you go. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And that vision has made all the difference in the world, hasn't it? Who hasn't looked up at the stars and dreamed of going there someday? Who in this room hasn't said, Houston, we have a problem? The vision of going to the moon has made all the difference. Vision is a powerful, powerful thing. The children of Israel had been delivered by the mighty hand of God for centuries of, from centuries of cruel slavery in Egypt. And they were camp, camped at the edge of the land that he had promised them. Twelve spies went undercover, and for 40 days they checked out the land of Canaan. One of my favorite songs when I was involved in children's ministry many, many years ago was a song based on this story. And the reason I think I loved it the most is because it had motions to it. And so you know me, you get to stand back up because we're going to do these together. Go ahead, stand back up. Best I can teach it to you, it goes like this. Twelve men went to spy on Cain and ten were bad and two were good. How many know it? Okay, help me out. Let's start over again. Twelve men went to spy on Cain, and ten were bad, and two were good. What they see when they spied on Cain, and ten were bad, and two were good. Some saw giants, big and tall. Some saw grapes of clusters, fall. Some saw God who's over all. Ten were bad, and two were good. Got it? All right, should have brought Greg up here. All right, here we go. One more time. They're going to laugh at it. Twelve men went to spy on Cain, and ten were bad, and two were good. What they see when they spied on Cain, and ten were bad, and two were good. Some saw giants, big and tall. Some saw great club clusters. Oh, oh, oh. Some saw God, who's over all. Yay! You're going to have a seat. Awesome. Well, the spies returned with some good news and some bad news. The good news was this was a land that was more incredible than they could ever imagine, more, more fertile than they ever dreamed. It was a land flowing with milk and what? Honey. One cluster of grapes was so huge that two men had to carry it on a pole between them. Bad news? The other 10 spies came back and said, the people who live there are so powerful. Their cities are fortified, fortified and large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. Anak was a huge legendary giant that the people were terrified of. And some of the spies said, yeah, we looked like grasshoppers compared to those guys. And so all the people began to crumble or complain and grumble to the leaders. Things like we would have been better off back in Egypt. At least we would have died there of old age. I had it pretty good as a slave, they said. Who cares about milk and honey and grapes anyway? I think our leaders are taking us on a wild goose chase. Let's just go back to Egypt and forget all this. In the midst of all that complaining and grumbling of the people, a visionary guy, much like the one who said, let's go to the moon, 
a guy named Caleb stood up. And in front of the crowd, he said, in effect, we need to come together on this hollow ground and work together to possess the land. Certainly, God is with us. He's led us to the edge, and he will lead us to go beyond that. I want to use that story as a backdrop this morning to encourage you to catch God's vision in spite of the obstacles. With victory just across the river, these people never lost sight. They lost sight of the vision and could only see the giants and they could only see their obstacles. I love Charlie Brown. I love the cartoons that he uh, is a part of. The cartoon with Charlie Brown and Linus showed that bases were loaded. And Linus comes out to the mound for a pitcher's visit like he often did. And Charlie Brown says, Linus, we're doomed. We're doomed. And Linus looks at him and answers, no, Charlie Brown. We're surrounded by insurmountable opportunities. Insurmountable opportunities. In the past two years, especially in the past nine months, we faced a lot of obstacles as a church, a lot of walls that many thought could not be busted down and moved through. I want to take just a moment because we are here today because of a lot of people, a lot of people, and a lot of effort. And I want to give some thank yous for those of you who allowed God to move through you, allowed the Holy Spirit to work through you uh, to get us to this point today. And when I share your name or if I share your group that you may have been a part of, I'm going to ask you to just stand and remain standing all the way to the end. All right? Got it? All right. First, Martha Oaks. She didn't want to be on the list, but she's on the list. Um, Martha has gifts that God has given her that I do not possess in the least. I can't dream of having the gifts of organization and detail uh, that she has. And God brought her on the team at Northside for such a time as this. Uh, and so before I go further, I want to give her a hand, then we'll give everybody. Also, Ken Inkers uh, and Chris Rojas, who uh, went in the initial, yeah, initial of all this happening, tracked with me to different buildings and heard my dreams and visions and just smiled and uh, shook their heads. But uh, these guys' leadership and support have been huge, along with the entire eldership, our finance team, and Robin for his support to uh, encourage this to happen. Realtors, I don't know if Morgan made it. No, he didn't make it. Uh, but Morgan and Corey, uh, Morgan with Gersbacher Realty, he, unbelievable, the support they gave us and the flexibility they gave us. Because as a church, <laughs> there are a whole lot of people that have to decide a whole lot of things for a whole lot of things to happen, and the realtor has to sit there and just have faith that you're going to get to the end of it. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, so thanks to them and their continued support. Architects and design behind it all, and our architects and those who design 
uh, at the beginning when we were laying out numbers and figures on how much it would cost, architects aren't cheap, designers aren't cheap. I know my, my son and daughter-in-law, they made it, surprised us. Uh, flew in last night, and Arvin from, I'm going to cry. Whew, didn't know they were coming, but they're here today. Uh, flew in from Arizona uh, last night, but he is a designer architect, and I know how much money he charges, all right? <laughs> uh, but they did it free gratis for the cause of Christ. Uh, we said, how much do we owe you? And no, it's all for God's glory. Uh, Anthony and Katie Duncan, I know you guys are here. Are they in the, bring them, bring them out, can grab them. They're, they volunteered to hold babies and they are holding a baby. There they are right there. Thank you to you guys, uh, to Luke Craft, Brandon Kiefer, uh, all the design and architectural work that went on. Um, and then to our contractors, Mike Pierce. Where are you, buddy? Um, and Jeremy, Jeremy Bell, stand up. Jeremy, thanks for being here. Um, but these guys looked at a space that was full of cubicles where you guys are, and they caught the vision. And the only thing Jeremy said negative the whole time dealt with this bulkhead, remember? <laughs> he, said, he looked at Mike and said, oh, no, that's going to be tough. Mike says, can you do it? Yeah, it's going to be tough. We made it happen. Uh, and the flexibility of these guys, and if you're here and part of their team, um, drywallers, et cetera, anybody drywalled, you're here, uh, please stand. Keep standing. Then the carpet, if you go like this, smells like a new car, right? Uh, Melissa and Jason, Canada, you guys stand. Uh, a fantastic job. Remember when we walked into their office and Melissa took us into a little room that was filled with carpet books. And she just laid out all these carpet books on the table and I, whoa, just tell us what we need, <laughs> seriously. Uh, but thank you guys, turned out fantastic. Bob Shipley, Gary Harp, um, for their work and what they did, they spent hours in this room prepping this place. Josh Boone, who's not here today, all the lights, all the wiring, uh, he sp spent hours as well uh, to make it happen. And for Bree Pruitt, uh, Bree spent eons of time getting the kids' stuff ready, recruiting new volunteers and uh, for the children's ministry to make it happen. To the entire staff who showed up last Monday and cleaned this place from top to bottom, Joe Marshall and Chris Boone and uh, anyone else who painted, please stand. If you had a paintbrush in your hand at some time, um, we painted this place by volunteers, and I'll tell you, it saved us thirteen thousand uh, dollars by doing that with volunteers. So hats off to those folk. Uh, Chuck Kastner took over the bathrooms. One thing I was dreading cleaning was the bathrooms, and Chuck said, "I'll take the bathrooms." And he did, and unfortunately, he slipped on the ice this morning, and he's in the ER right now. Um, so he's not here. Mina Yisha, stand up, lady, where are you? She kept cookies flowing. 
to the volunteers and it would bring them in all the time and appreciate that. Anyone that was here for demo for the dust day, please stand if you helped on the demo day. It was a big day here. Anyone else who volunteered for anything that I didn't mention? Uh, yeah, Natalie, you are the queen of demo. You have to stand. Uh, but thank you guys. And if you prayed, if you spent time praying to God for this place, for Northside Medina, over the past nine months, please stand. Father, I thank you so much for these folks. Father, I thank you for those who you have gifted in ways that I'm not gifted, and God, the way you've wired each of us up, all for the purpose of accomplishing your work here in this world. Bless them, God. Encourage them all the more, God, as we uh, strive, as we're going to say in a moment, to take as many people to heaven with us as we possibly can. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give everybody a hand. You guys can have a seat. Awesome. The Word of God says, without vision, what? People perish. Vision is a powerful, powerful thing. But vision also leaks. It leaks. It doesn't take long to lose vision because of obstacles. But vision is the ability to see God's plan and God's power in spite of the obstacles. Vision is all about seeing what God wants to see, us to see, and no one else may be able to see it. Over the past nine months, I've had a quote on my screensaver in my office by Stephen Furtick, and it says this, if the size of your vision isn't intimidating to you, there's a good chance it's insulting to God. If the size of your vision isn't intimidating to you, there's a good chance it's insulting to God. I want to challenge each of us this morning to catch a vision for our own lives, but also for the church as a whole, as to where the church would be if we all had relentless vision, relentless courage, relentless involvement, relentless sacrifice and commitment for the cause of Jesus Christ. Because unless we come together on this hollow ground, it will have eternal consequences for people who will face eternity not knowing Jesus Christ. Our vision, our mission, to love God, serve others, and win one. To love God, serve others, and win one. I love what Josh Hunt said. He said, people are motivated more by a great cause than by comfort. They, wanna, they want their lives to count for something. And I can't think of anything more for our lives to show that they counted than for us to take as many people to heaven with us as we possibly can. That's why we're here. This is a trauma center for wounded people. This is a safe place to hear a dangerous message. It's a place where we can be real and relevant. The church should try to connect the world with a never-changing message, the never-changing message of God in an ever-changing culture. 
Luke 13, 29, Jesus talks about the children of God who will be in heaven. He says, people will come from the east and the west and the north and the south and will take their place, places at the feast of the kingdom of God. May we continue to have that kind of vision. The church is to be a place of people for all, from all races, from all places where they are welcome and included. I want you to kind of envision that we're taking a welcome mat, much bigger welcome mat than this. And we are throwing that down in front of the front door. Meaning that everyone is welcome here. Everyone is encouraged to be here. This is a church that welcomes people from the east, the west, the north, the south. This is a church where people can come that other ones might overlook. Little children, the elderly, the disabled, all treated with respect. This is a church where the poor are given the same attention as the rich. This is a church where it doesn't matter whether you come from Medina, Brunswick, Strongsville, Strongsville, or Wadsworth, whether you drive a Kia or a Lexus. doesn't matter whether you're young or old, black or white, rich or poor, very tall or very wise. <laughs> Everyone is welcome here. If you go into churches all across our country, you'll see signs hanging up there. Well, you might not visually see them, but if you walk into a church, you can feel it. <laughs> you can feel the signs that are hanging up. Some that maybe you've not experienced, but I have, such as, who in the world are you and what are you doing here? You don't see the sign, but you know. Go change your clothes and come back. I'm sorry, your skin color is the wrong color. Go to your own church. I want to challenge Northside Medina to make sure we have three signs hanging up here, and they're very, very simple. The first one come as you are. Come as you are. In Revelation, John writes, the spirit and the bride, which is the church, say come. Let all who are thirsty come. Come, drink of the water of life. No matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you look like, come as you are. Second sign. Grace happens. Grace happens. No matter how far you fall, no matter how far you drift from God, God is pursuing you with his grace, and he will give you a second shot, a mulligan, a do-over. If you just humble yourself before him, he will give you grace. And then one more sign. You matter to God. You matter to God. If there's nothing else that people walk out of here week in and week out, it's our desire that you walk out of here feeling and knowing that you matter intensely to the God of the universe who created your most inner being. You matter to God. I pray that we see these signs hanging up here, that we can feel these signs when we enter into this place, that people really do understand that they matter to God and they matter to us, that they come, can come just as they are because grace happens here. 
no matter what's going on in your life, grace happens here by the power of Jesus Christ. I believe God's called us to, to the edge to catch his vision here at his church in Medina. He's called us to continue as hard as, and hard as it gets to invest in eternity. Years ago, probably 25 years ago, I preached a message such as this and someone afterwards came up and gave me a poem. The poem was entitled, The Edge of the Cliff. And this is how it reads. God said, come to the edge. We said, the cliff's too high. He said, come to the edge. We said, we may fall and be crushed on the rocks below. He said, come to the edge. And we said, but we're afraid. He said, come to the edge. And we came and he pushed us off and we flew. I believe it's time to fly. I believe God says it's time to fly. There's a catchphrase, carpe diem, which means what? Seize the day. I'll never forget a catchphrase I saw on a t-shirt much like this that said, carpe manana, which means seize tomorrow. And that's what the church is about. Seizing the message of Jesus Christ and delivering it so future generations will hear. Because of what we're doing right here, right now, someday people are going to be in heaven. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Read, stand with me. Let's read this together. You know this. Read it out loud with me. Trust in the Lord. It's my prayer, being a Caleb kind of vision caster, it's my prayer that we'll come together on this hollow ground to make a difference for our kids, for our grandkids, for our friends, for our neighbors, for people we may never meet on this side of heaven, knowing that someday we'll see them on the other side. That's called relentless vision. There's a story that I want to tell you that I forgot within the message. It wasn't in my notes. It must have been this past Monday, I think. We were in here working, cleaning. And a lady and her husband walked in the front doors I'd never seen before. We've had that happen a few times because of the location. Just walk in wondering what this place is. So we proceeded to tell her, and she proceeded to say she had chills going up and down. Well, come to find out, are, are you here? That would make it really cool. She said she, she, said she was, is she here, Eric? All right. Um, but she, you worked here too? That's awesome. Um, but she had worked in this place and her cubicle was about right in here is where her cubicle was. And she worked there day in and day out for like 15 years. And she said she dreaded coming to work every single day because in this place there was evil. 
It's in the office right over there. It was a lady who practiced witchcraft who basically ran the office. And she said she left every single day dreading coming back. And when she left here, she said to herself, the only thing that will help that place is the blood of Jesus. That was her words to me. And she said, little did I know that this would be a church and you would talk about the blood of Jesus Christ. You tell me God's not in control. You tell me. And so we cast a vision and we count on him coming through for stories like that because nothing, nothing is more powerful than the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing. We appreciate you being here. Have a great week. Hope you can come back, uh, especially you construction guys. Want to see you come back. Uh, love you guys. Have a great week. Check, check, check. Sorry. There is one more thing that we want to do. Jeff, you can stay here. We want to pray over Jeff. And if Brenna, I'm sure she's here. If she's available, I would love. Church, we just, I would love to pray over Jeff and Brenna. I, I know she's in here if she's available. There she is. Absolutely. So if you don't know, Brenna is Jeff's wife. And um, where you're at, if you're comfortable, if you want to come lay hands on them, feel free. Otherwise, just extend a hand out towards them. But Jeff has carried a burden that we will never understand in, in pastoring a church. And by proxy, that means Brenna has, has borne a lot of that as well. And we just want to pray a blessing over them in this exciting and new season. Father God, thank you so, so, so much for Jeff and Brenna. God, we pray that this just builds their faith to the nth degree. God, I know that they are faithful that they trust in who you are. But God, let this just sink in as something so special in their lives. God, I pray that each and every day they, they look more and more like you. God, we pray for vision, your vision, to just pour into Jeff and Brenna for this church. I know they already have vision, but God, help them to just dream big and bold because I know that their vision is to make your name great here in this region. So God, we just pray for a fantastic, wonderful, big vision through your spirit. God, we pray for your favor to rest on them. We have seen it time and time again, but we just ask that you continue to open doors and provide needs that maybe we don't even know that we need, God. We just pray for favor for them. And God, we pray that we can be a church family who comes together and supports them with whatever they need and that we catch fire for their vision and their passion. God, we thank you for them. We give this all up to you and it's the mighty name of Jesus we pray and we praise you. Amen. Amen, church. Again, if you are visiting us for the first time, thanks for being here. If you want to connect with us, come talk to anybody on the worship team, Jeff and Brenna. 
hit up starting point on the way out. We would love to connect more with you. Take care and we'll see you next week.